you for joining us for the Help for Wounded Spirits broadcast. We exist to help those wounded and suffering through life's trials. Here is our host and best-selling author, Doug Carriger. Great to be back with you. We certainly hope this finds you well and in the arms of our Savior, Jesus Christ, serving Him, working with Him, four feet from me. I mean, we had barbecue. I want to give you an update. I know uh, Kevin's a little bit too humble to say this to you, but he continues waiting for his coach. They, there's been a delay. This is going to be a really expensive job. And folks, you guys are showing up. I want you to know about 40 to 45% of the money's come in and uh, pray with us. Honestly uh, and earnestly seek God in this area. Uh, we, we still need a little more money to come in to help Kevin pull this thing out of hock and, uh, and get it out and pray that they would get this job done real quick and he'd be back in his home. Uh, right now he's driving around and, uh, staying in prophet's chambers, doing what he can to live and, uh, just pray with us about that dear brethren. So Kevin, how are you today? I'm doing well, and I appreciate that, Doug. I really do. Yeah, brother, I'm blessed. I'm so excited to be in Greenville. It's yeah. a it's a great spot, and uh, get to hang out with you guys. Plus, get to go check out some of the um, uh, some of the resources that you know around here, as far as video, audio, and all that. Yeah, so we got to we got to meet with our uh, audio engineer who works on this broadcast, and and uh, we just love the guy. He used to sing in the Calvary Quartet, but what a wonderful voice, what a wonderful man, Ken. If you're if you're listening to us, we love you, man. Uh, thank for everything you do, Ken Everson. He's yeah. over here in uh, Greenville, South Carolina. We sure do love him. So we have the Bible trivia question of the day. So Kevin, for the first time in maybe three months, is at fifty percent after one question. We gave him half credit because it kind of didn't meet the answer exactly. He hit some of it that's in the Bible. See, that's the problem. These people who write the questions, you know, for all I know, they may be Muslim or something, folks. I, I don't know, but we we, we kind of got to go with the answer here. But anyway, where was Saul traveling to when he had a divine encounter and was converted? Um. <clears throat> I'm thinking of the word. Mm-hmm. I, oh, no, is there a time limit? Um. Oh, wrong one. Oh, man, I had the wrong thing. Uh, I'll take that. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, now, he was traveling to, uh, oh, my soul. Um, he was knocked off his horse with the right light and all that. And, and it's not Tarsus. He's from Tarsus. Folks, but was, Kevin is now. Oh, do you? Can you believe this? He's at 25%. Oh. He was on the road to Damascus. And Damascus. Told, There's nothing that can make me happier. Damascus. <laughs> then to know he had half credit yesterday. It was Damascus. <laughs> And no credit it was on the today. tip of my tongue. Uh, folks, so as we go in, you don't want to miss tomorrow. As we go into tomorrow, for the first time in the history of this broadcast, mm. uh, Brother Kevin's at 25%. Well, and mm. you know, we've been talking about things like accepted humility service, and maybe this is God's <laughs> way of sharing a little bit of humility with Kevin. I was just sitting here thinking that I am glad I'm on this side of the microphone during those questions. But you know, today we want to talk about a word service. We talked about acceptance and and we kind of carried that along and said it goes along with humility and service. And, and we talked about being acceptable, approachable, amenable. And, and now, or some people would say amenable, unless you come from uh, New England, then we say amenable. But, you know, over
over here in Second Chronicles 12, 8, when talking about service, it says, Nevertheless, they shall be his servants, that they may know my service in the service of the kingdom of the countries. And I have one down here, Mark. Just give me a second. This is talking about uh, uh, as we crank along. And it says in Ephesians chapter 6, verse number 7. I love this verse. It says, With good will, this is how we should be serving, with good will, doing service as to the Lord and not to the man. And that kind of reminds me of that verse over there. What is it? In, in Galatians 3.23 or Colossians, Colossians 3.23. And whatsoever you do, do heartily, not mm-hmm. as a, you know, Kevin, when we serve, it's not about serving for us. It, we're not going to get a God commendation medal. Mm-hmm. We're not going to get a God achievement medal. We're not going to get a God good conduct medal. Uh, the service we do here at work says everything about what we consider God to be in our lives. The service we do here on earth says everything about what we consider our fellow men to be. Does God want us to reach him? Should we be reaching them? And I think, Kevin, sometimes we get that upside down and sideways. We live in a performance based society where pay raises and promotions and all that are based on doing good. But with God, I I mean, we're talking about crowns in heaven. We're not talking about anything here on earth. No, exactly. We make everything about us and we expect things in return. And America's really gotten, you know, catawampus about that. But, um, you know, I, I think that God's word teaches us to make a decision to serve, you know, Romans 12, 1 and 2 says, present your bodies living sacrifice. So a servant is one who has given up the right to be treated the way that he expects in exchange for something to do and his needs to be met. That's what a servant is. And a servant of Jesus Christ makes the decision to to accept whatever passes God's throne and comes our way as part of our service. So my decision to serve Jesus Christ may be followed with a an antagonist who comes into my life maybe a narcissist that comes into my life and I've got to deal with that thing and and and, and maybe make an escape from from that kind of thing but what whatever comes past the throne of God as a servant is accepted by myself as part of God's service and so I am, as a servant, in on this wonderful benefit. So a a servant of God has wonderful benefits. That's a good master. And we're like the one that had the hole punched in, you know, with an awe in the ear that says, I love my master. I want to continue to serve him, even though I can be set free. So, Lord, I want to keep serving you, even though I can go do my own thing. Well, I don't want to do my own thing. Why? Because I've got these wonderful benefits. One of the benefits is I am free from bitterness and fear and anxiety because the decision to serve God entailed a entailed the under, entails the understanding that God is now allowing what comes into my life as that which will increase or improve me in my service for him and improving my joy. It says he's become a helper of my joy. So, yeah, I'm exchanging the right to be treated the way I want in exchange for something worthwhile to do and knowing that God will meet my needs. Well, that's good. And, uh, and and remembering that service isn't really about us. It's about God, but there's a happiness and joy, as Kevin was just saying, that comes to us. There's there God 
God doesn't waste our service. God doesn't waste one minute of us sharing his word. God doesn't waste one minute of us serving other people. God doesn't, he doesn't throw any of that away. All that is to bring honor and glory to God. And, but that's, mm-hmm. again, that comes to what we were talking about yesterday. And this is hard stuff, all right? I'm not saying this. I, I'm saying this to be honest <laughs> yeah. with you guys. This is, it's not heady. It's hard. Mm-hmm. Some things are heady. You say, well, I can't wrap my, we can wrap our head around this. We just don't want to. Yeah. And, and when I say we, I'm looking at a picture of myself. And uh, mm. in the back of my head, and and uh, so let's let's hang in there. Let's just serve God. Let's go out of the ordinary. Let's do something a little bit exceptional in service for God today. Remember Tuesday's Bible Day, so hop in the Word of God today. And here we go. Uh, we're in the Book of John. We're continuing on with the life of Christ, and I'm so glad we're doing that. We're currently in the Book of John. We're in chapter 13, starting in verse number nine. It says, and we remember that Jesus had the towel girded around him, wrapped around him. He he's washing feet. He's having a conversation with Simon. Peter here. And then it says, Simon Peter saith unto him, Lord, not my feet only, but also my hands and my head. Jesus saith unto him, he that washeth needeth not save to wash his feet, but is clean every whit, and ye are clean, but not all. For ye know who should betray him. Therefore said he, ye are all, you are not all clean. So he's sending the disciples and Judas is sitting there. You know, you ever see somebody who's sitting there looking with that guilty look on their face? It's like watching the Musketeers when you were kids <laughs> on the Disney show, you know, and the kid with his hair sticking up on the end there would be looking down toward the ground, getting ready to cry. You know, they would exaggerate those things. And then it says in verse 12, so after, Judas must have looked like Spanky back then, you know. <laughs> it says, so <laughs> Judas and Spanky. A direct relatives. But anyway, so after he had washed their feet. <laughs> I'm sorry. Folks. We're in the Mouseketeers and Little Rascals. Yeah. M-I-C. See you real soon. K-Y. Why? Because we like you. M-O-U-S-E. Mickey Mouse. Anyway, here we are. We're in verse number 12. Help us, Lord. So after he had washed their feet and had taken his garments, it was set down again. He said unto them, know ye what I have done to you. Ye call me master and Lord, and ye say, well, for so am I. And if I then, your Lord and master, have washed your feet, you also ought to wash one another's feet. And, and so again, you know, we're dealing with Peter's reaction here. Lord, wash me all over. I need to be purified. Again, Peter's talking about the whole body, the sin, everything going on in his life. Lord, I'm not clean enough to even be around you. Lord, not my feet only, but also my hands and head. Peter had an enthusiasm and love for Christ. I hope we have that. I hope, folks, we have that kind of enthusiasm for Christ and his work in our life, for for church, for the things we do. I hope we're enthusiastic about that. I hope we can really dig into that. And, and, and Jesus responds to his eagerness with a teaching moment. I love teaching moments. Hey, folks, hang with us. We'll be right back. Doug will return shortly. Meanwhile, you're hearing this music while radio stations are identifying themselves and broadcasting advertisements.
And, you know, Jesus, it's spiritually, he's kind of responding here, and he's saying, you know what, you're clean, but we have this responsibility to stay there. You know, Mm -hmm. we're talking physically, you know, it's this act, right? He's washing washing their feet, and but spiritually, it's underscoring how much all of us, to include the disciples back then, we're already clean, but we need to put our faith in him, and we need a regular spiritual cleansing in our life, folks. If you want to serve God, I mean, there's got to be a regular spiritual cleansing in our life. If you want to be worshiping God the way you should, we uh, we need to be in prayer. We need to be giving God these things that are getting in our way, you know, and it's not just during the Lord's Supper. It's not just during those times. We need to come to the Lord and say, God, I, I bombed again. I let you down. I, I mm-hmm. laid an egg. I was terrible, mm-hmm. God. And, uh, and forgive me for this, Lord, and help me and keep me clean and keep me pure. And, and folks, we need not get into the thoughts that we have. And I think, you know, I think, Kevin, I think some of the hardest thoughts we have, I, I think there's a lot more thoughts on I'm not good enough. There's a lot more thoughts on self-handicapping. There's a lot more thoughts on those kind of things than there are even about pornography or other people in our life and, and, and fornication. I think we have more thoughts. I, th- I think all those thoughts obviously are equally sin, mm-hmm. but none of us can serve uh, unless we believe in what we're serving, unless we're, we're cleaned up, right? Right, unless we're ready. Mm-hmm. Yeah. No, what you're saying is true, Doug. I think that we have a an accuser of the brethren who's given us thoughts of unworthiness. And then once we get that thought, he becomes the accuser of us being as the origin of it. Or he'll give us a thought of temptation and then accuse us of originating it. And, and you know, we're drawn away of our own lust. Yes, but tempted, and he's called the tempter. So, you know, Satan will just get our mind wrapped around. That's why the answer's got to come from outside of ourselves. Like Romans 7. Romans 7 is Paul getting all wrapped up exactly what you're talking about. And at the end of the chapter, he said, Oh, wretched man that I am, who shall deliver me from the body of this death? I thank God through Jesus Christ, through Christ our Lord. And then it launches into chapter 8, no condemnation. In Christ Jesus, number one, walking not after the flesh, but after the spirit, number two. So there's two keys of victory. One is be in Christ. Number two, walk in the spirit. And I was thinking there's two levels of washing that we just read about. And and we need to establish that number one, in Christ is the first washing. And verse 10 says, he that is washed needeth not save to wash his feet. So he is he that is washed. So if you have been washed, that's talking about being saved, washed of our sins by the blood of the Lamb. If you're saved, you have been washed. And then it says, if you've been washed, you don't need to be washed again, which is a token of eternal security because he's, he follows it up with, but it's clean every whit. You're clean, but not all. Talking about Judas, but uh, the but you don't need to be washed if you've been washed ever again. You don't ever need to be resaved. But what you need is to wash your feet. And that's John first John one nine says if we forget if we confess our sins, he is faithful and just to forgive us our sins and to cleanse us from all unrighteousness. So if you have those thoughts, if you've been wrapped up in your own mind in the sense of guilt, if you've been led away of your own lust and enticed and you fell into temptation, or just even go through the darkness of temptation where you feel like you've failed even because you've trod down that road. Uh, 
you don't need to get resaved. This is what Jesus is teaching us. Rather, we just need to go ahead and get the the stain of the world off of our feet because the washing he's, that he's doing is literally <clears throat> washing the bare feet of his disciples from walking in those sandal-covered feet through the dusty roads of Palestine. They are having to get a foot washing, not a body washing. Again, it's a token of the fact, Doug, that we don't have to be saved again. We just have to get cleaned up where our walk through this earth has messed our feet up. And Peter didn't understand um, that that token, but but Jesus said, "If I wash thee not in verse eight, thou hast no part with me." So, if we don't come to Jesus for to to get our daily sins forgiven, if that's not an issue with us, if we don't have a need of daily sanctification, it might be because we have never been washed in the blood of the Lamb. And if you've if you're listening to this and you don't you know, you don't have this inward desire to get your, you know, the filth of the world off of you. In other words, you're just kind of wallowing in it or nothing seems bad. You, you need to go to the Lord and say, Lord, show me whether I've been washed. Show me if I'm clean. And then if I am clean, I'm not going to worry about whether I'm going to be worthy and acceptable because I know that you're going to be there for daily cleansing, not a re-salvation, but rather a daily cleansing of my mind, renewing of my mind daily by the word of God. I was just sitting here thinking of hymns that went along with what you were talking about. And at least 10 were singing in my mind while you were talking. And I think that makes God happy that we're replacing yeah. stairway to heaven when there's power in the blood. And, oh, Praise you know, God. you be the potter, I'll be the clay. And mm. I, I think that brings honor and glory to God. And, and, you know, Kevin's nailing this. And this whole thing going on is, you know, there's a resistance from Peter. And here's God talking about servitude, humility. And not only is he talking about servitude, but he's talking about a willingness to serve. He's talking, and then about purification. And, mm. and, 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 you know, there's something there, folks. We need spiritual purification. We, you know, every mm. second of every day, the devil wants you. Every second of every day, if the devil can't have your family, uh, if the devil can't have your soul, he wants your testimony. Some people think, hey, I'm saved. Everything's all better. Folks, it's not all better. It's uh, everything's great. You get to go to heaven. You serve God. You got the Holy Spirit of God. But then the battle begins. And I'm telling you, the battle gets easier when you're walking with God, when you're not fighting that Holy Spirit, when you're not upside down, when you're willing to jump in, when you're willing to roll up your sleeves, when you're willing to open up the word of God, when you're willing to serve others, when you're willing to step out, you know, there's something to be said uh, about service. And, and folks, I know a couple things. I know there was a man in my life who walked to an altar and made a decision that he was called to preach, and he did that, and he became a chaplain in the United States Army. And uh, 20-something years, 30-something years after he did that moment, he led me to the Lord at Fort Bliss, Texas, on that floor uh, of the auditorium at Biggs Army Airfield at the Sergeant's Major Academy. And I'm so thankful. He said, you know what, God, I'm all in. Whatever you got for me, I will do. And you know what happened to him? Uh, and all those years before that, he had a man that was uh, uh, walking around during World War One, and there was a pandemic going on, and he was yelling and testimonies in the windows and trying to reach people with the gospel of Christ. And, and he mm -hmm. led this chaplain's dad to the Lord. Wow. 
as a young boy, and this this whole family got saved, and people served, and and, and folks, can I tell you something? There's great things that come out of service. Uh, there's a great life change that happens when you say, "I'm in, Lord." I'll serve. It's about you. I've got a willingness. I'm going to put my pride aside. It's not going to be how I feel today. It's not going to be, well, I feel skinny enough. I feel good looking enough. My hair looks good today. My beard. Folks, I am. I am in no shave November and I'm rocketing. I'm being up front with you guys. <laughs> right now, I got about a half inch of hair coming out of my face in every direction. I haven't even trimmed it. I got to trim it up. And, you know, Debbie's kind of looking at me a little bit with that, uh, that southern stink eye there. You know, hey, you got to clean it. You know, I. She's not saying it, but in my mind, I'm hearing her say, you got to clean that up. But folks, let me tell you something. Serving God. Uh, friends, can I tell you something? There is no greater service. Some of us have been in the military. It was wonderful to be in the military, but serving God changes everything. We sure do love you folks. You know, it's what a great opportunity. You guys, you fire us up. Here you are tuning us in on your radios and tuning us in and, and throwing your earbuds in at work and going yep. for your morning walk and whatever the case or run. I hope some of you are rocking some runs out there while you listen to us, but we love yeah. you guys. We're praying for you. We're so honored uh, that you give us this platform and that you allow us to come out and talk with you guys. We certainly hope you're blessed today. We hope today's a day of service. We hope today's a day you hop in your body. And we hope you have a great day. May God bless you. Thank you. Have a great day. Thank you for listening to our broadcast. At Help for Wounded Spirits, we believe the Bible and place great importance on you having a personal relationship with your Lord and Savior. The Bible delivers a clear and simple message of salvation, outlining how you can begin your personal relationship now. First, recognize that you are a sinner as all have sinned and come short of the glory of God. Second, understand that there is a cost to our sin, as the wages of sin is death. Third, realize that Jesus alone paid that price. To receive salvation, simply ask the Lord to save you in Jesus' name while believing in your heart that He alone can save you, and He will. If we can help you with your salvation, or to direct you to a local church, please do not hesitate to contact us. For additional helpful resources, including our new TV series, more information, or to donate and support this crucial ministry, please visit us at WoundedSpirits.com. May God bless you.